Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by the cheery way we felt when we recorded this on January 3rd. You know, before the coup. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And it has been far too long, everyone. Yes. Thank you for for hanging with us during our uh, Christmas and New Year's hiatus. Yeah, we had nothing left to give 2020. Uh, We just had (laughs) nothing left to give. You know the feeling. So we're back, but it's 2021 now. We're rejuvenated. We're refreshed. We're ready to go. It's Capricorn season. So we're going to get that back, yo. I've moved again, so now that we've got that out of the way, I can, uh, I can, I can sit in my usual recording spot, which yeah. is, uh, you know, in my living room in a different state. <laughs> so uh, I think we're gonna kick things off today with two listeners' questions because it's yeah. been so long. We really want to give you guys the answers to your burning questions. So these were questions that were asked to me in 2020, but it is now 2021. And we're going to give them our fresh New Year energy. Yep. All right. So. (laughs) so, It's always a good question if you start laughing before you ask the question. No, it's it's just uh, I'm laughing because the first listener question is from Kate Bennett. And those of you who know the podcast will know this is my sister. Super fan Kate Bennett. (laughs) Super fan Kate Bennett, who over the week of Christmas texted me about 18 hypothetical questions. Great. Love that. One of which was, would you rather have no teeth or no nails? Ooh, that's a good one. Isn't well it? done, Kate. I'm impressed. Um, So like, if you don't have nails, opening things becomes an issue. But if you don't have nail or if you don't have teeth, it's harder to eat. I will say that there's a better fix Right. For the no teeth things. You just get dentures. Right. Like the no teeth has, uh, you know, there's a, actually quite a few different ways that they can fix it and use artificial, you know. Yeah. Like could I get a, a mouthful of veneers? Is that allowed? So I, you know, it, it's kind of, I sort of feel like the spirit of the question, I feel like practically the answer is no teeth because you can replace your teeth a lot easier than you can replace your nails. Yeah. But I think... Th- the spirit of the question is like, if you couldn't replace either one. Yeah, that's how I was you reading do? it. I guess like dentures is an interesting place, though, because you're not actually replacing them, but you are momentarily pretending as though you have teeth. So could I wear dentures? Like, I well, think veneers are out of the question, like implants and stuff. Yeah. Because that's just adding teeth back into your mouth. But like, could I walk around with dentures in? It's hard. So it is hard because one way, so I feel like if you have dentures, they serve the function as of teeth. Yeah, they do. 100%. They're just uncomfortable. Right. Um, On the other hand, I feel like the no teeth option is so terrible if you're not allowed to use dentures that like nobody would pick it. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Yeah, because like then you also like you have your mouth looks like it has no teeth in it. You know, like it's not only like an appearance thing, but it is a function thing. I have to eat way more frequently than I have to open something tricky. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think it would be I think it would be potentially a little frustrating for people But, like, I know people who, like, bite their nails down to the nub so that there's, there's, like, no protruding nail whatsoever. And they just use their fingertips. I mean, people do it. You can use a knife. You can use your keys. Like, there's, like, things you can – like, 
Although my brother was born without a fingernail on one of his fingers, just like a weird birth defect. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So, um, and his life is completely unchanged by yes. it. Yes, <laughs> like, that's true. <laughs> most people don't even notice it unless they've known him for a long time because you don't really look at someone's hands that closely, especially because it's only one finger. Yeah, but I think that's why I have to say like yes to dentures because otherwise I think it's too, no teeth is too bad. Yeah. It affects your eating and your appearance way more than just like not being able to put a key on your key ring, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think I like if dentures are allowed, I'm going no teeth. But if dentures are not allowed, I'm going no nails. I don't know. I mean, I would hate. So I have this like recurring nightmare that a lot of people do of like your teeth falling out. Yeah. It's just this weird fear I have of having problems with my teeth. And I would hate to have dentures all the time. Like you said, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And you can't have a natural smile. And like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like how – I'm trying to think, like, how much do I really use my nails? If we were still hunter-gatherers, this would be a different question. But yeah. like – Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. For me, I it is a hard thing. I think that like just from a practical standpoint, I like the ability to have both nails and a <laughs> teeth replacement. Sure. And that's what the dentures is. But, like, to have my – I would obviously rather have my natural teeth. But, like, to have no nails at all, I don't know. I don't love it. I just – I don't love it either. I mean, in your hands would look super weird. I think your hands would I, – I would think that, honestly, like, not having toenails is a bigger issue to me. And they serve really no purpose. But, like, there's something about that that really freaks me out in a way, <laughs> in a way that I cannot articulate. And just the idea of a foot without <laughs> any toenails – it sounds like something out of a horror movie. You're right. I, why is that creepy? But it I is. It's so creepy to me. I like couldn't it's handle like, it. It's like the clue that you're actually a, an alien masquerading as a human. Like that yeah. you don't have any nails on your hands <laughs> I don't or feet. Know. It feels so like unsettling to me. I don't, couldn't handle it, I don't think. On the other hand, like you wouldn't have to cut your nails all the time. That's one less little you know, personal hygiene chore you have to do. I don't, I mean, just even having worn Invisalign for the last year yeah. or so, it's just the, the dentures is just like an extra hassle and a pain and a, I, I think I agree with you. I'm just doing it begrudgingly. Fair enough. I mean, I, I hate this question. I hate, I hate thinking yeah. about either option. So well done, Kate. Yeah, well um, done. But yeah, I think you got to go teeth with dentures. All right. So, the second listener's question comes from Caitlin Rain, friend of the pod, and she asked, if using the metric system in the U.S. became law overnight, how would you adapt and would you be pissed? So in other words, like if everything overnight suddenly changed to the metric system, would you be like put out by it and, and would you be able to adapt to it? I mean, yes, I would be able to. I guess I would be put out by it. Would I be able to adapt? Yes, I would be able to adapt. Would I be pissed is an interesting question. Yeah. And my first thought is, why did they pass the law? 
it's that seems like such a radical law for our Congress to pass right now. Like you don't have I honestly I wouldn't be pissed because it was like we have bigger fish to fry. Like we should not be like debating this issue right now. Also be pissed because you're like, it only took you one day to change everything to the metric system, but it's taken you like twelve months to give people stimulus checks. Yeah, I just like I would I would really question a lot of the priorities of our government more so than I already do um so yeah so I would be a little pissed about it but not because we were on the metric system just because (laughs) our government was like failing us in this like very obvious way um I thought this was a really interesting question because it made me start to think about how often do I use measurements yeah and I've structured my life in such a way that the answer is almost never because So I don't drive a car anymore. And so, you know, for a lot of people, that would be annoying because they'd have to switch from miles or whatever, but wouldn't affect me in the slightest. Um, And I don't cook a ton so much. So it's not so ingrained in me that I would have a problem like switching to using like, I I don't know. I mean, the only thing it would even affect is like knowing my own weight and I would just like get on a scale. I I don't know. Honestly, that would be nicer because I'm not as familiar with what those weight measurements are. (laughs) So I wouldn't have as much stigma around it. You know, like those, those, those numbers basically mean nothing to me. Like I had to get my, myself weighed before I went bungee jumping in New Zealand and they use a different like thing. And I had no idea how much I weighed because he weighed me in some units yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea how to feel about that number. Yeah. It's like when British people talk about you're like 12 stones. Stone, and whatever. I'm like, what? How many stone? What? <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah. So I was like, that's kind of nice. I think I would get tripped up about Celsius versus Fahrenheit. I would have no idea uh, yeah. how warm it was outside. That would be the biggest issue. Also, when it comes to, like, units in my own home, the government can't monitor that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to continue using my old chocolate chip cookie recipe and they can fight me about it. Like, you know, (laughs) I think, like, I think my life would be pretty unchanged. I actually think they should do this personally. I, I have long thought that it's weird that we're not on the metric system. Yeah. Well, there was a big push, I think, in like the 60s and 70s for us to change it. But then no, like it didn't happen. Everyone was kind of like, that sounds too hard. I feel like it wouldn't be that hard. And I really wouldn't mind. Well, that's pretty much how I feel is it wouldn't affect me much. And I wouldn't mind that much. But we might be I mean, it, it might just be sort of because our jobs don't really require it. And we don't drive. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's like, I'm sure for some people it would be a nuisance. It just, it wouldn't affect me personally. Yeah. I, again, I would be mad about it because I'd be like, hello, we have other things we need to talk about first. Right. All right. Well, I think we agreed on both of those. So we're off to a very agreeable start. Not a great start. Not a great start. I think I have some good ones. Um, The first one is a little topical because of the new year. If a genie gave you three wishes for 2021, what would they be? Let's go ahead and get rid of the whole wishing for more wishes and et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No loopholes, nothing like that. I'm not going to wish that I was a genie and therefore could give myself unlimited wishes, et cetera. Yeah, because then you'd have to live in a lamp. I mean, you could wish to be a free genie, I suppose. (laughs) 
But Jean, yeah. Anyway, you have three wishes, only three wishes. Right. For tw- And they have to occur in 2021. Like, they're only for this year. Wow. I mean, that is a... That is a huge question. Yeah. And and my mind just sort of instantly goes to all of the, like, major social issues, <laughs> you yes. know, happening in the country. In my head, I was like, okay, so two of them, major social issues. One of them, selfish Shelby thing. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's kind of what my brain did, too. I was like, so let's um, eradicate white supremacy. Yeah. And See, my, my first income thought is- inequality, and then- <laughs> Well, my first thought was we eradicate coronavirus worldwide. Mm-hmm. But then we ha- then that means there's a lot riding on that second wish, right? Because getting rid of coronavirus takes us back to baseline. But baseline right. was not great. Baseline, <laughs> nah, baseline had some major problems. Which and, and getting rid of the virus wouldn't fix the the huge extra disparity that was created while it was here. So Yes, that's but- true. Maybe even getting rid of coronavirus isn't, like, the first thing to do. Maybe it's, like, redistribute mass wealth. I'm trying to figure out, is there some, like, way you can lump all of those problems into just one well-worded wish? Like, equity for all, you know? Like, like I wish for, like, racial and economic equity. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Sorry, this is all this is all very serious for for our comedy podcast. I think yeah, I think I would wish for economic equity for everyone. Right. Just everyone. And then oh, I would wish for like healing to our planet yeah. from like an ecology standpoint. That's the, I mean, I was also thinking like global warming is the next big thing that's going to mess us all up. So Yeah, it would be the econ- like the global economy and then the global climate crisis are the two things I would want to address. This is interesting though cuz my thing for me was going to be like wealth. But if my first wish he takes care of that already. <laughs> created the equity. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> what do I want that isn't money?" And <laughs> I'm like I've been so conditioned to in this like ruthless late stage capitalism to only dream of wealth because wealth equals freedom. Once that's not a thing anymore, what do you even wish for? Wow. Yeah, my brain didn't even go to to wealth, which I understand. What did I mean, it go the, to? The reason, well, the reason that the reason to wish for wealth is so you don't have to work and stuff anymore. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. The problem is I would feel guilty using any of the wishes on myself because there's too many things that, that are like waves about to crash down on us, you know, like. Well, then what's the third thing you would tackle? Climate change, the economy. I, I, I think prejudice. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, because I, I feel like if we don't manage to heal those things, like whatever I wish for myself I also think you would benefit from all, especially if it was prejudice. So, like, yeah. you know, it's not just, like, race. It would be prejudice against all uh, right. across the board. Right. I think if you got, if you handled those three things. Yeah, my life would be way better because everybody's life would be better. We all rise up together. What could I possibly want at that point? Right. The ability to fly? Listen, that would be lovely. <laughs> if I had a fourth wish. I mean, I think for myself, probably, you know, a romantic relationship or something. But that's hard. That's a tricky thing to wish for anyway, because 
that actually I don't think I would wish for that, you know, no. because then it's like it's it's Sandra Bullock and practical magic, you know, yep. it's 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 do you love me because I cast a spell on you or do you love me because of me? Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that was deeper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we could have tried to take it in a silly route, but my brain wouldn't even go there because I'm like, oh my gosh, we need these wishes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, I don't think we can do particularly serious on the next question. So Okay, good. I would like for you to craft your ideal fast food Franken meal. So uh, the parameters of this is you have to get one item from each of the following fast food chains. Please say Shake Shack. Taco Bell. No. McDonald's. No. Wendy's. Arby's. Burger King. Pizza Hut. KFC. Panda Express. The first two are my absolute least favorite will never ever go to. Really? You hate Taco Bell? I hate Taco Bell and I hate McDonald's. Wow. I know I'm like the only one of our whole generation that hates Taco Bell, but I got food poisoning there one time ah, and I was violently there ill. There we go. There and we once go. you've had tacos come out your nose, it's just never the same. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that about you. So you're getting like a Baja Blast at Taco Bell. I'm getting my drink. I'm getting my root beer at Taco Bell. <laughs> root beer at Taco Bell. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm getting a chicken quesadilla, I believe, at Taco Bell. Okay. Is this – so, wait, I need clarity on what you mean by the Franken meal because, like, my favorite things at these various places don't necessarily come together to create, like, one meal. They come together to create, like – eight meals you know what i mean well i mean you're creating a buffet for yourself for okay so as long as you're willing to take one bite of each of these things i see at the same meal it's a franken meal i just didn't know if i was only allowed like one main item you know oh no 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 no. okay go nuts okay well anyway uh root beer at (laughs) (laughs) yeah hannah's going root beer at taco bell (laughs) yeah i think maybe at mcdonald's i'll get a coffee (laughs) This is just going to be a bunch of drinks because Hannah's a snob. <laughs> it's just those two. It's only those two. I can't stand them. Okay. I'm getting a uh, chicken quesadilla at Taco Bell and I'm getting a McFlurry at McDonald's. Or actually, I lied. I'm not getting a McFlurry. I'm getting one of their hot fudge sundaes. Ooh. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change my answer to a hot fudge sundae. Next one is Wendy's. Okay. So Wendy's. I just had to eat at Wendy's like a week mm-hmm. ago and have discovered that they now have um, bacon cheese fries. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, so that is hardcore my answer for Wendy's. <laughs> okay, and yes, I, have- I did get them. And yes, they were good. I haven't been to a Wendy's in years. But I will say when I was young and went to Wendy's often, Wendy's were my favorite burger. I thought out of like the fast food game, Wendy's had, you know, fresh meat, never frozen. Um, right. This is not sponsored by Wendy's or any of these restaurants. <laughs> but if you want to be, let me know. Um, get in touch, Wendy's. <laughs> but so I think I would just get like a like a double cheeseburger, just a mm. classic double cheeseburger at Wendy's. So do you remember? I know I'm older than you. Do you remember when Wendy's had like a whole hot bar with like yes. spaghetti and yes. a whole bunch of? I miss that Baked so potato. much. I used to love Wendy's so much. We would go to the bar and get all of these like random foods and it was like pasta and potatoes. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of stuff. 
Why did they give that? Why did they stop doing that? Probably because most of their customers are drive through. Yeah. Very sad, though. I miss those days. Anyway, I would get their pub fries. They're called pub fries. And they were very tasty. Cool. Arby's. Curly fries. Yeah. See, now, I'm not going to even get a main a main dish. You're just going to get a bunch of <laughs> drinks, drinks and, and fries. <laughs> but you were all thing- worried about ordering too many mains and you haven't ordered a single main. I think, like, the curly fries truly are the best thing at Arby's, though. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I would get the curly fries, too. Burger King. I say, okay, the best thing at per- Burger King is the Hershey's Sunday pie or the Hershey's pie. Oh, really? I think I that stuff is good. I don't know if, if I've had it. You know what's also weird is I do like their, like, chicken sandwich. Okay, so maybe yeah. I get their, their chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich is good. Um, Burger King, I'm going their fries again because I like their normal fries. Their normal fries are my favorite fast food yeah, fry. I can see that. So <laughs> right, right now where we stand is I have a chicken quesadilla, a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's, a Wendy's double cheeseburger, Arby's curly fries and Burger King's <laughs> fries. Okay. And now we're on our way to Pizza Hut. Yeah, I mean, just a deep dish personal pan pepperoni for me. Uh, I'm getting their breadsticks. <laughs> they have good cheesy breadsticks. I actually prefer their non-cheesy breadsticks. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their cheesy breadsticks are like too much cheese. Their breadsticks are like come with seasoning and parmesan cheese on them and they're very good and they're yeah. not quite as like greasy i guess as the the cheesy stick the cheese sticks so i'm just uh, going regular breadsticks listen i know that the cheese sticks with marinara sauce on them are basically just more pizza but i still like them <laughs> fair enough kfc i have not been to a kfc i'm i'm like struggling to remember what they have on their menu i feel like i used to go to kfc I'm such a weirdo and get just like mashed potatoes and gravy and and macaroni and cheese. And that was like all I would get. They have that thing called the double down. I don't know if that's still a thing, but it was like a sandwich. But the chicken was the bread. The thing is, I really like KFC as a brand because they they love to do some weird some weird shit. Like I did. I didn't get to see the what was it called? The the Colonel Sanders lifetime yeah. oh, right. special with uh mario, <laughs> mario lopez. lopez um but i did listen to they they at one point a couple years ago put out they had this website that was all like meditation sounds from kfc and it was like the sound of chicken frying love the that. sound of like asmr yeah it was like meditation sounds to wake you up in the morning yeah which i thought was hilarious i like kfc i just i don't really i just haven't been in so long i would just say they're mashed potatoes and gravy although that's a weird combo with like a personal pan pepperoni pizza the the thing is like i love their biscuits i like kind of want to go biscuits but i already have two orders of fries (laughs) uh so i think i'm gonna go their popcorn chicken oh okay and then we're at uh panda express which i have um i have eaten at a panda express one time in my life but i'm trying to remember if I've ever eaten at a Panda Express. Uh, do they serve, like, hibachi? No, it's, like, Chinese food. Oh, like, okay. I would get orange chicken. Got it. I would probably get sesame chicken then. Okay, cool. 
And so, to, this again. sounds like a gross meal that I have just created. Like, I would vomit. <laughs> disgusting what if I've I just ordered. I had one bite of a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell, a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's, a double cheeseburger from Wendy's, Arby's curly fries, Burger King french fries, <laughs> breadsticks from Pizza Hut, popcorn chicken from kfc and then to top it all off some orange chicken from panda express (laughs) that's the one that really turned my stomach a little bit because i was like i was kind of all i was going very heavy on the carbs but they at least were sort of similar and sort of cheesy carbiness but yeah the the sesame chicken does not sit well yeah with that personal pan pizza and those pub fries from wendy's (laughs) Part of me think you were smart to go drink somewhere. Maybe I would just get a soft drink from Arby's and then have one. Oh, I'll just get I'll just get another drink from Panda Express. <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> Actually, maybe tea. That's, I'll get tea. That's a good call. Maybe yeah, I'll get uh, a water from Panda <laughs> Express. Maybe not within the the spirit of the question, but will help me uh, not die. Yeah, you know what's funny is this is reminding me of a real fast food restaurant that exists in the South Yeah, that you may not have ever heard of before called Cookout. Oh, no, I haven't. I thought you were going to say Bojangles. Oh, no, I love Bojangles, but no. So you can get a cookout tray, and the tray comes with one main and two sides and what they call a fancy shake, and they are fancy. The main can be like... A barbecue sandwich or a chicken sandwich or a burger or, you know, your typical kind of main. Your sides can be things like chicken nuggets, corn dogs, other sandwiches. (laughs) So you could... You could go, and they cost like five or six dollars. So for like five or six dollars, you can go and get like a burger with a side of corn dog and a side of chicken nuggets and a fancy shake. (laughs) What do you mean by fancy shake? That's just what they call it. It's a shake. Okay. It's just like a milkshake. Um, I feel like if we make it to like 10,000 downloads, we should order these meals and film it. <laughs> and put it up on social media somewhere. You heard this, folks. So if you want to see us gorge ourselves and then really, really pay the consequences for it. <laughs> We'll we'll show you us eating them, and then we'll do like a vlog the next day of um, how we're feeling. Our our cheese hangovers. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I have a new question for you. It's a it's a strong strong left turn from where we've just been. <laughs> well, we have been all over the goddamn place, <laughs> Shelby. We we went from like discussing dentures to uh, fixing like world injustices. Yeah to uh to panda express so i i'm i couldn't tell you where we're going next a letter is slipped under your door all it says is a time and a place what would you do there is no <laughs> way that i would i would go to the the place at the time there's <laughs> no <laughs> if a talking otter was sitting on the other side of that door and it had slipped me the note, I would go. But if a human did it, Jesus, no. I, can you imagine 
getting a piece of mail like that and you don't know who it came from or where or why and it's like inviting you to your own kidnapping <laughs> they're if they're gonna kidnap you they already know where you live like yeah but it's like what <laughs> who, who does that yeah what so it doesn't matter there's no parameters in like it doesn't matter if the place is down the street I think it's worse if it's down the street. <laughs> so I'm going to feel... It's not like hard to get to is what I'm saying. It's. I mean, but now every time I walk down the street, I'm going to be really fucking nervous. What if I'm there on accident? Like I actually am just on my way to the grocery store, but I mix up the time so right. that I just happen to be there at kidnapping hour. There's no way in which you'd respond to an anonymous note. I mean, do I recognize the handwriting? No, it's typed. The question is not, do you go? The question is, do you call the police? I think that's... Wow, we have a very different reaction to this. What if it's like a very populated place? Why would you go? Curiosity. No. I I would call you and I would say, if I disappear, this is the note I received and please report it to the police. What if... What if it said a time and a place and un- like underneath it, it said, we need your help? I don't know why, but the very first thing I thought of was that that's like a charity trying to get money from me. <laughs> it's just like the way that you worded it. It sounded like the stuff that you get in the mail, like from the ACLU or something, you know, like we need your help. It just sounded like a campaign ad all of a sudden. Um, it, no. why if you need my help there are so much better ways to ask me i just think it's so funny that if a talking animal came up to you no questions asked you follow them for sure without question but and for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about that was a question in a previous podcast yeah Go, go listen to episode i don't know 25 but ostensibly this is humans who need your help and you're just like mm, i'm i'm busy the the main difference is <laughs> i would not mind being kidnapped by a talking magical otter i think <laughs> okay one of them is opening up my world to the existence of magic and some weird animal kingdom and i couldn't possibly not be curious about it the other one is a human doing a a typically human thing like stalking you or like how do they how do they know where i live if it's meant directly for me how do they know where i live except to either be stalking me or to be a friend playing a prank on me it's interesting because when i wrote this question i was like oh there's no way i would go but now that we're talking about it i'm like no i would go as very often happens you like want to do the opposite of me, which is great. Which is why the weirdly, show I don't know. Weirdly, listening to you be so anti it made me made me more pro it <laughs> in a weird, defiant way. Tell me, tell me what you would do. I want to know. So I I agree with you that there is like high risk, and I wouldn't go if it was like inconvenient for me to get to. Like if it was like you need to be across town in twenty minutes to do this thing, I would be like no. But if I had a lot of like if it was like in three days. And it wasn't very hard for me to get to this place. And I knew it was a place that was, like, well-trapped. Like, I wouldn't go anywhere in the middle of the night. 
you know, like if it was like meet me at 1am in this park, I would be like, absolutely not. But if it was like meet me at like 2pm 2, 2 on a Saturday in the middle of New York City, and I know there's gonna be a lot of foot traffic, I would probably go, but I would also probably go with someone else. I like wouldn't go by myself. Because like the thing doesn't say to come alone. Just to like see what's going on. But so what's the potential upside here? I don't know. I just want to know. <laughs> I I don't know. Like to me, I would feel safe enough in that scenario if I wasn't by myself. It was in a populated area. It was during the day. It wasn't too far away. I will say, what a great way to rob me though. Yeah. Because then you, Get you out of your like house. this person knows where I live. And they know exactly when I won't be there. Right. So maybe this would be an elaborate ruse to get robbed. The question is, if it is not nefarious, why the secrecy? If, if, there's, if there's some positive benefit to you going to this place, why didn't they say, hey, pizza party at this time in this place? <laughs> like, why, like, why didn't yeah, they you, advertise it as such, you know? You're right. I mean, like, if this were a movie, I would find out that I have some sort, something to do with some sort of, like, government plot spy stuff. Basically, like, national treasure. The Illuminati. Yeah. It's something to do with the Illuminati. Yeah, it's it's basically your call to action in a action movie of some kind. So the question be- is really, like, do I want my life to be an action movie? And your answer is yes. You seem very anti-action movie to me. (laughs) Yeah. See, now I'm talking myself out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't actually want to talk you out of it because I want us to disagree. I feel very torn. It would probably depend on how bored I was. I think I'm so far into quarantine Mm. that I'm like, yeah, sure. A little government espionage could be fun. (laughs) I mean, I understand why you would be curious. I would certainly be curious as well if this note showed up at my door. But like I said, I think my self-preservation instincts have, as they have in the past, would would like override any curiosity that I had. Because mm. again, I don't see how it, it is a positive thing. It's either the start of your own personal action movie, which yeah. pass. It's Or it's the start of something nefarious, which yeah. no thank you. But if it's like... It could be a flash mob. I guess it could be neutral. Yeah, I think it could be something neutral. I also think it could be something, it could be some kind of protest that yeah. I would like to be a part of. But like this, is, you don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, I wouldn't like go out of my way for it. Okay. So like I'm saying it's like nearby, like, you know, really not some like something that would be convenient for me and I have to have nothing else going on. Would you do any other prep work? Like would you talk to your neighbors to see if they saw somebody or like see if they also got notes or would you like would you report it to anybody or I would probably tell a lot of my friends about it and I definitely wouldn't go alone right like I would not go to the place alone but I would be curious enough to I think like be and I maybe I don't go to the exact spot I don't know I was about to say, the the only way I can even see myself participating in this and not just like immediately throwing the note away is if I went somewhere near the spot with like a camera and sort of waited to see what happened in the spot, but I wasn't there. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I think I would just be curious enough to want to know what was going on. 
um, if it was very convenient for me to do so. All right. Well, yeah. I, would, I would just throw it away and then <laughs> and be creeped out. Okay. Bang, Mary kill. The Harry Potter franchise. The Marvel movies. The McElroy podcast. Aww. <laughs> I'm supposed to kill one? Yeah. Aww. Boy, that's hard. Yeah, thank that's you. That's a really hard question. Yeah, it is really rough. Okay, I, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to tell you my immediate yeah, gut reaction. thought. My gut reaction was marry the McElroy podcasts because they're just good, wholesome fun, man. Yeah. And they're, they're sweet and charming and would make me happily content, I think, yeah. in the long term. And bang the Marvel, bang the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the choices. Yeah, MCU and Harry Potter. Because that's the one that's all like flashy and dangerous. And I don't know. I just feel like that's that's the sexiest of the three. Yeah, 100%. To, to be, you know, it's like the action. It's got all these like sexy people in it and stuff like yeah. that. And that, unfortunately, that just leaves Harry Potter to kill, which setting aside J.K. whatever Rowling. I feel about J.K. Rowling, I yeah. did love, adore, care very much about the Harry Potter franchise, you know, yeah. growing up. So that's hard to do. But I guess this is just a really difficult question. Somebody's got to die. Sorry, Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, I feel it the exact same way. So this is not a very good question. Oh, okay. I think that... I'm marrying the McElroy podcast because they come out so much faster than, like, the pieces of content are just more regular. So they're, like, more of a part of my daily life anyway. Like, I listen to them once a week. Like, there's so much more different kinds, so it would keep you on your toes. Right. I think, like, if I were to talk about my relationships between these pieces of content, the ones that I consume on the most regular basis is the McElroy, the McElroy po- podcast. Um, right. But then I would bang the MCU because I get really excited about their releases, a little bit more variety than Harry Potter because you have some yeah. more superheroes and stuff like that. It can go on basically forever. Um, <laughs> but don't. And I would kill Harry Potter in part because of my feelings towards J.K. Rowling. Um, but in part because it's just like, it's already kind of over, you know? Yeah. I know they're still trying to do stuff, but like the stuff that they've done recently haven't, has not been my favorite, right? Yeah. No, I I mean, it's over for all intents and purposes. I know that they have this like hope to do pre, you know, other stories within the universe, but it's not like the MCU, which is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just going to be ongoing for God, who knows how long, so. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's the right answer. I was also, I had thought about um, swapping out the McElroy podcast with Supernatural and was wondering, but maybe I. Just the twist the knife. Maybe I swap out Harry Potter for Supernatural and ask you what you would do. I I don't watch Supernatural, so this wouldn't be a hard question for me, but I did think it would be a hard question for Hannah. Look, I mean, yeah, I would bang Supernatural, okay? <laughs> You'd kill MCU in that case? I thought you would marry Supernatural. I think I would marry, I, I whatever. I would marry, I would bang, whatever. Supernatural. <laughs> it has my heart. 
Um, <laughs> so you would kill the other two and Marion Banks. <laughs> no, no. I think I would bang Supernatural because, okay. like you said, like, well, Supernatural just ended. Yeah. Um, and it's got 15 seasons of, of reruns, but, you know, yeah. it is over. And, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought, like, bang, because it's a, it's a guilty pleasure kind of thing. But it's not like a this is the best content in the world kind of thing. Yeah. So. That's fair. But, but it's, like, almost impossible for me to say kill MCU because I do love those movies. Yeah. Let's do our would you still go out with them? So you're on a first date. It's going really well. You're really excited about this guy. Like, the conversation has been good. Obviously, this is not during pandemic times. So, right. like, it's a normal whatever. And while you're out with him, his mom calls him. And he answers in front of you. And while he's, like, having this conversation with his mom, he starts telling his mom on the phone how excited he is about you. Oh, weird. And then he hands the phone to you and tells you that his mom has some questions for you. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) What do you do in that moment? I feel, I I mean, I hate to do this, but I kind of feel like it depends, right? Okay, yeah. Because like, let's say we're like, let's say it's one of those rare, like three hour long first dates where you just, yeah. you're vibing, you're having a wonderful yeah. time, you're joking around a lot. Yeah. And she calls and he kind of gets this like mischievous look in his eye and he's like, I'm just going to mess with my mom or something, you know, like if it's sort of pranking or like teasing and he's like on the phone kind of giving me looks like, you know, haha, isn't this funny for me to be talking to her in front of you? And then his mom is also cool and funny. And, you know, if it's like all done as a joke. Yeah. I can with the right person and the right body language and the right sort of temperament and the right mom, I guess, like... (laughs) Maybe it's not a 100% deal breaker. If, if like, he gives her the phone and she's like, oh, my God, why did he give me the phone? I'm so sorry. Like, if it's a prank on her or something, I, I don't know. Or if she, like, gets on the phone and starts bad-mouthing her son in a very, like, funny, you know, yeah. way. That could be funny as well. I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the ways in which it would not just be the most horrifying thing. Because <laughs> my initial instinct was, of course, that's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah. If it was if it was in any way serious, if if it wasn't a hundred percent a joke, then that's no, that's that's problematic. That's not good. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It, it would really depend on tone, because yeah. again, if you're like really having a good time, like for me, I think it doesn't jump the shark until he hands you the phone to talk mm-hmm. to her, because now you have been put on the spot in a yeah. weird way. I don't know. I like once went on a date with a guy and he was like too vocally excited about me. Like he kept being like, I can't believe I met you. And I be like. (laughs) You're like, bro, we've known each other for an hour and had tea. Yeah. I mean, like truly that is exactly. I mean, we didn't have tea, but like, yeah, that was basically (laughs) it. I've actually, now that I think about it, I've had two scenarios in which I've gone out with guys who were like both very vocally on our first date like talking about like like I asked one guy where he lived and he was like trying to explain his apartment to me and he's like well you'll see it (laughs) (laughs) like was just like taking for granted that at some point I would be coming to his apartment because I think in his mind we were already in a relationship I I just want to 
like, it's so interesting because I feel like whenever I talk about my dating experience, it's always like guys who have said really rude things to me or like, yeah. you know, like the way they've gone bad is the guy has been a total prick. And that's not you've had experience. multiple ones where they're too, like, they're just too into you. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that like? Yeah, um, that is true. I will not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that I will say. You just got the magic, man. You just, the guys, I, they can't control themselves around you. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about how I went on a first date with someone and then during the first date, stole a garbage bag full of toilet paper and he still asked me out again (laughs) um no you haven't but also back up why did you steal a garbage bag full of toilet paper on a first date i need to know the circumstances around this i don't know i did it because i was poor like, where were you? <laughs> Let's start there. In what scenario did you have access to yeah. a garbage bag full of toilet paper? You're, yeah, you're not wrong. Okay, this is a weird story. Um, when we went on our first date to <laughs> the toilet paper factory. Yeah, um, no. So I went on a first date. On So I used to work in a dorm at NYU. Okay. I hope no one ever hears this from NYU. But... I used to work at a dorm at NYU, and it was my last day working there, ever. I was, like, had moved out of the dorm. I was, like, had just graduated. This is summer after I graduated. And I went on this date. Like, right after my last shift, I went on a date at a bar in that area. And um, I would often take toilet paper after my shift. Like, the maintenance men would, like give it to us but i like lived in the dorm so that from was like your dorm f- not from yeah, the bar from- okay so yeah so that was like a normal thing to do so by the, the way bar- the fact that you're a college student already makes this make so much more sense i so- wasn't te- i had just graduated but i was like you know a broke post-grad yeah. whatever right. and so i went on this date and my plan was before i went back to my apartment that i was gonna swing by the dorm and like grab my last haul of toilet paper from the dorm um, and just I was going to throw a bunch of them in a, a garbage bag and head home with them and just, like, have a bunch of toilet paper to start my life with. Um, and I kept trying to shake this guy because, like, we had gotten a drink. It was fine. It was, like, a mediocre date. I didn't hate him, didn't love him. I was just kind of like, whatever. And he was insistent about walking me to the subway. And I was like, well, I got to stop at my, like, my old job. Right pick some stuff up and he was like that's fine i'll wait and i was like you really don't have to and he's like no 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 i want to make sure you get to the train okay and i was like mind you i was walking to like the west fourth station uh-huh. off of like this is not like a dangerous place right this, it like, was like full of college students at all hours all the time yeah and it was like 8 p.m it was like not like oh, a yeah late whatever and so I, I told him several times like you do not have to wait for me it's fine and he was like no no, no i'm happy to and I was like, okay, I'm not going to fight with you about this. Whatever. <laughs> like, this is who I am. I'm a girl who steals toilet paper. So I, like, went into the lobby and I, like, went behind the desk and got all of my stuff and, like, grabbed this thing of toilet paper. And my friends were like, weren't you just on a date? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did it go? And I was like, he's outside. And they're like, are you just going to go out there with a 
giant garbage bag full of toilet paper and i was like i told him go home but he wouldn't so i guess yes <laughs> and that is, that is what happened and then he asked me out again do you know what i've done in those circumstances is i've pretended to go down into the subway until they left and then i've come back up i have i have done that before well sometimes they're getting on at the same place as you oh that's and like they're going you know what i mean they're yeah. going downtown and i'm going uptown and it's like uh, one time I went on a date with a guy and he kissed me on the subway platform and I burst into tears. So that was awesome. <laughs> also another fun one. Um, it's, you know, but usually they like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy also asked me out again. Um, so <laughs> Excellent. So I feel like I, one, I need Shelby to be my dating coach, clearly, because she's got the special sauce, whatever it is. I think that I think you just had to be as weird as possible and people really flock to it. I haven't to be fair, I've never stolen anything on any of my dates and maybe that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. I've left I've left theft out of it entirely. Yeah, you got to really make them think that you need them. That everyone wants someone to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so getting back to the question to at the hand. Question. For me, it's when he hands me the phone because that, like, puts me on the spot, right? Like, you are now asking me to perform in a weird way. Like, there's two different tones where he's, like, this really, like, kind of cocky guy who makes a lot of jokes and is, like, you know, putting on a – he's, like, he wants to tell you that he's having a good time, but he also doesn't want to, like, put you in the hot seat. So he's just being like, hey, mom, I met this really great girl. She's beautiful and kind and I'm having a great dinner with her. And if he left it at that and was like, I got to get back. I don't want to keep her waiting. So I'm going to let you go, but I'll call you later. Like yeah. that would be totally normal if I had, if I, if I matched that vibe. If he was like, I'm having a really great time. She's super funny. We're getting along great. And I, and that reflected my experience as well. I think it's, I've had moments like that when guys are like super excited about me, but because I'm not feeling it, it feels, that disconnect feels really bad. Right. But if you're feeling it too, and then they say something nice about you, it then you like it. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yes, that I think would I would be okay with. It would be the moment when he handed me the phone and without my consent, without me saying I want to talk to your mom, without him being like, "Is it okay? My mom wants to," you know, like I don't. He is putting me on the spot in a way that I would find uncomfortable. Yeah, and I would think demonstrates a lack of care about like my feelings and stuff like there's just like a lack of consent there and that would be the red flag for me also if he's being serious about it like that means that he really wants you to answer his mother's questions on a first date but i would probably do it i would probably talk to her not to be but i would like at some i would probably answer like two questions and i would be like haha it's so lovely to get to talk to you i'm gonna pass you back to your son now because i'm sure you guys like want to whatever talk um i would not stay on the phone long with her yeah i mean even when i was describing like the the one maybe scenario in which it was okay even then it was like he had told you with his eyes like we're gonna prank my mom and are you in on it okay i'm gonna pass you the phone now you know like even in my wildest dreams he had gotten some form of like consent from you and it was joking i don't don't think he could yeah, I mean, I think if he just really expects you to talk to his mom and answer her questions. Also, like, what are her questions? Yeah, I don't know. But the I don't fact like that it. she would, if she legitimately had questions for you, I would be worried about his whole family dynamic. 
Yeah, I could imagine her being like, is Johnny being nice to you? Have I raised him right? Like, has like, did he, you know, like, is he taking care of you? Because if he's not, I'll give him an earful. Like, you just, you just give me the word and I will, right. you know, that kind of thing. It would probably be more questions about how is he doing and how is he treating you as opposed to like, tell me about you. I Like, prove yourself to me. But you have to answer it in front of him. Yeah. So it's like forcing you to compliment him in front of him. See, after I thought about it for a second, I I think my brain would assume he was trying, he did not like me and was trying to get rid of me. Oh, interesting. Because if a guy answered a phone, it's one thing to answer a phone call from your mom and be like, I'm sorry, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's another thing to keep talking to her once you know, like, nobody's dead and answer questions about you seriously and then and like he's not he can't say what he really feels no matter what like he he might like you a lot or he might really hate you but he's gonna say yeah I'm on this date with this really great girl but for him to hand the phone he has to know that that's like a deal breaker I would I would think that that was almost him being like pushing me away it it does feel like very poor judgment to me uh, or like a level of codependence with his mother that I'm deeply uncomfortable with. Yeah, but it's like he has to know that that's going to turn somebody off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like again, it like it is a big, big social misstep for sure. But again, if he's really hot. <laughs> well, also, you've had these dates with these guys who are just like way too blatantly into you. And, and yeah. so it's probably more believable to you that they would just do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I dated a guy once. This was not our first date, but like a month in, he <laughs> tricked me into meeting his family. What? He like... That's a sentence that should never be said. Yeah. Like, he took me to a place and his family just happened to be there, but he knew he was going. they were going to be there. He just like didn't want to ask me if I wanted to meet his family. Weird. Uh, men love introducing me to their family. <laughs> it is like men's favorite hobby to introduce me to their family. I do. I rate very well with moms. I'm sure you I, do. Yeah, I, I do very well with mothers. But yeah, this does not feel unbelievable to me. <laughs> it feels like a little over the edge. But I've definitely had men say to me on the first date, like, you know, magic's happening right now. And wow. being like, <laughs> I mean, they didn't say that those words, okay. but like that is basically the vibe <laughs> of they're like really, <laughs> they really believe that like something important is happening. And oh, I'm man. like, the visual I just got of some guy just like staring <laughs> deeply into your eyes over some sushi or something and be like, magic's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it happens. It's a thing. Anyway, I would I would probably give this guy another shot. I would be oh, like really? after Oh yeah. <laughs> I would hang up with this I would hang up the phone with his mom and I would be like, "Hey, I didn't really like that very much." I didn't see that coming. This is like a twist to me. After oh, everything yeah. that you just said, I thought you were just going to be like, "So no." So I would not see him again. No, I think it's a really it's like an I would be on my toes around him. It would be a pretty big red flag. But if I was truly having a great time with him and he seemed excited about me, I would, I think the first thing would, I would be like, I would have a conversation with him. I would be like, hey, like, don't put me in a position like that. And I don't like that. 
uh, and I would explain to him why that was uncomfortable to me, and then I would gauge his reaction. Did he get super defensive? Did he dismiss me? Did, like, or was he like, oh, I'm so sorry, I just got caught up in the moment, like, I'm really close with my mom, I thought it would be funny, I, I'm sorry if you were uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, that's very mature, direct conversation, like, communication that I personally feel like I'm shying away from a little, um, even though I know your answer is the correct one. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually your answer. It is usually my answer. And I think you're correct. And it's very, it's, it's a very good conversation to have. But I, I think maybe because it's the first date. Yeah, if it were the third date, I think it would be fine. And I would just do what you just said. Yeah. But something about the first date that I would feel uncomfortable being critical of somebody when I've only yeah. known him for like an hour in, yeah. a, in a way that like challenges him or says like, that's not okay with me what you just did. Yeah. Because I feel like it would be an instant like bra- like vibe killer. Break. I mean, it would be a vibe killer to me to have to talk to his mom and then just be sitting there like, why did you do that? Yeah, Uh, I think the only way that it would be salvageable is if the whole thing was a joke, sort of in poor taste, and he thought I was in on it, and I kind of wasn't, and his mom was super cool, and like, yeah, it was just sort of like his weird sense of humor or something. But otherwise, yeah, I I can't see myself, I I can't see myself liking him enough after a first date to put in the work of the conversation that you just described. I mean, again, I would. It would have to be like a very perfect yeah. date in all other respects. Yeah. And if, if it was, if it was, if there were any other moments that I didn't feel a hundred percent great about, I wouldn't do it. But if everything was perfect, but I would probably have a conversation with about, with him about it, and I would also be like, "You have strike one," basically. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess that that to me is like a first date is so early to have like a communicated a strike. strike one. Yeah. I just, it feels like it puts you both sort of in a contentious place, you know, to continue the conversation for a while and then pass the phone to you and really truly expect you to answer his mother's questions. A step too far. I don't know. I think it would just weird me out. That's okay. Um. Well, you don't have to go out with him again. I know. I don't. Yeah. So tell me about your hypothetical world. Well, I'm sick. I've eaten <laughs> pub fries and pizzas and <laughs> and too too much grease. I've eaten a lot but of you grease. have you have fixed the world with your genie wishes. So like things are on the up and up. Listen. Not for your digestive system, but for everything else. That was maybe how I celebrated fixing the world. Yeah, I like fix the world, and then I like I was like I'm gonna get all this all this cheese. Yeah, and then you are um, wiping your mouth with the letter, the little note that's been slipped under your door, and then you throw it away. Absolutely not. That's evidence. It's got fingerprints on it. You, no, preserve it in a plastic baggie. Yeah, uh, you are not talking to anybody's mother as you listen to the McElroy the McElroy podcast. If I'm married to the McElroy podcasts, it's it's weird to be married to sort of an oeuvre, right? Like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yes, not to like a specific person, but in that way, you could probably already say that I'm married to the McElroy podcast. 
Yeah. If if Honestly, marriage same. is just spending a lot of time with them and uh, yeah. and having great affection, then then yeah. yes. Also, there's probably a lot of people listening to this who don't know what the McElroy podcast is. I realized later, and we just never explained. And I think that that means you have homework to do. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. I think you just have homework. Also, if you listen to any podcast and don't know who the McElroy brothers are, I don't really understand how you listen to podcasts because they are the kings. So they are. We've also talked about them at length before. But um, yeah, yeah, so I'm basically I'm sitting around gorging myself on pizza. I don't have any more dates. I'm not going out to an undisclosed or to a to a time and location. I'm just sitting listening to the podcasts, enjoying. This kind of feels like your real life. Except for the world is much better. (laughs) Except for the world is much better. I, uh, with my newfound optimism about this fixed world and uh, on a very full belly, am going to check out this note thing with a friend. No, with your date. Yeah, with my date. Uh, (laughs) His mom and him and I have gone to the park together to see what's up about this note um, after we polished off that uh, whole fast food buffet. And when you take the phone, his mother says... Look under the bench. <laughs> She's the spy master. Yeah. She's the one who who's called me to this meeting to give me the lowdown on on her son. Wow, I I want to listen. I want to see that spy movie. That's interesting. You're on a date with a guy. He says his mom needs to talk to you. You're like, I'm sorry, I have to be somewhere. Then it's yeah. like, okay, you're in the you're in the location on the date with my son. Look underneath the bench. There's instructions for you there. I mean, not the worst. Honestly, these are not the, this is not the worst hypothetical world either of us have ever been in. No, no, mine is pretty chill. Yours is way more action packed, but, you know, maybe in an interesting good way. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much for joining us this time, everyone. And Happy New Year to you all. I hope that you are suitably excited about the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Amen to that. I hope that you uh, will check out the McElroy podcast. <laughs> yes, they need us to push people to them. Yeah, exactly. That is really the no, hierarchy here. No, 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 but it's give and take. Because if we promote them, then they promote us, right? Can't, Yeah, can't wait for that shout out we are going to get. Putting that energy into the world. Uh, anyway, I hope that if you did enjoy this podcast, that you will tell a friend, um... And that you will like and subscribe and chat with us on Instagram. Uh, feel free to send any listeners' questions to argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com or uh, slide into our DMs on Instagram, argumentsaboutnothing there. Yeah, and I'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo. And thank all of you so much for listening and joining us in a new year of podcasting. Yeah. Until next time, keep fighting. <laughs>